Welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. I'm Cliff Hickman of the Canton Repository along with Joe Scalzo of the Rep. And today we're previewing Friday night in week four. We're going to start things off with a, a big game this week, one our own Joe Scalzo is going to be at, Lake and Louisville. Yeah, kind of a fun game. It, it almost feels like a, a fourth Federal League game. You know, Federal League hasn't started for Lake, but it might as well have because, um, you know, Louisville's in its third straight week playing a Federal League team. They've already beaten Hoover and Green. Um, I, I think of all the... Um, potential rivalries for Louisville. Obviously, Hoover Louisville is a traditionally great rivalry, but probably Lake would be if 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 Louisville ever joined the Federal League, Lake would probably be like that second best rival, just because the schools are so similar, the communities are are both big, um, you know, football crazy towns, but they're kind of on the smaller side, you know, Federal League wise. And um, I think probably the big storyline heading into this one is the return of John DeMarco, who's now an assistant coach at Lake. Um, he, he was at Lake before he went to Louisville. He was there in 97 and then obviously a long successful stretch in, in Louisville, both as an assistant and as a head coach. And, and uh, so kind of adds a little bit of intrigue and also the fact that, that last year's game was a career night for Colton Jones, the, the talented quarterback from Louisville through for 500 yards. He's coming off a 400 yard game uh, against green last week. So he's probably the guy to watch you would think heading into this one absolutely one of the best quarterbacks in the area how is that lake defense gonna match up against them joe it seems like they're doing a lot better than they were at this time last year yeah they've kind of built this team's identity around defense and that's kind of traditionally lake's been you know kind of their mo they they run the ball and they play defense and they just kind of um almost like Patriot ball without Tom Brady. <laughs> they just kind of like wait for other teams to make mistakes and force you to, you know, snap it a bunch. And, um, you know, the, the, the big question is, I mean, obviously they, they've played great. They, they've only given up 16 points to Ashland brush and Copley. And, and yet they haven't been tested in anything like what Louisville is going to throw at them. This is a pretty special Louisville team. Um, you know, it, it's, it's one that can, they can really attack, um, everywhere on the field because of, of Colton Jones's talent and, and because of the, the talented guys, they have the skill position. So it'll be interesting test to see because uh, as good as Lakes played, um, you, you know, some of those teams, you know, I think combined they're, they're one and eight. So um, definitely a step up in comp- competition for the blue streaks this week. Absolutely. It's going to be an interesting contest and we're going to take a look at the rest of the federal league in just a moment. First, we'd like to remind you that the Friday Night Ohio podcast is powered by Sarda. Sarda, providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? Well, we're getting on the Sarda bus and we're taking a tour of the rest of the Federal League, Joe. What else do we have on the schedule here? Well, I think the the game that stands out is um jackson and perry and um it's it's uh you know kind of the game that's gonna um help define maybe the rest of the season for both those teams um you know jackson coming off a huge win over boardman not just in in terms of importance but just the way they put it on the spartans and uh you know perry's three and oh but i think Keith Wakefield's been kind of unhappy with with the consistency of his team he doesn't feel like they're um they're playing as well as they should and um you you know 
typically when Jackson gets them, it's by doing it through the air. So it's going to be a big game for Hunter Geisinger, uh, the Jackson quarterback. Um, see how he responds. I know a couple of years ago, Jared Pallotta had a huge night and, and uh, um, you know, they kind of pulled away from Perry. I think they even, I don't remember if they had a running clock or it was close, like something like that. And then, um, but you know, Perry's obviously they they run the ball. They've got three great backs. Um, Deion Cundiff is is uh, probably as big as anybody on Jackson's defense. Um, so you know, it kind of yeah, a, a contrast in styles. I mean, I you know, obviously Jackson's going to want to run the ball with Ethan Atkins and, and kind of establish their physicality. But um, I think for for the Polar Bears to win, Hunter Geisinger is going to have to uh, have a pretty big game. Yeah, then a matchup of two of the uh, better coaches in the area as well. Tim Budd at Jackson and Keith Wakefield at Perry. Very different styles, but both very effective at uh, and, what they do. And both uh, fun to interview. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if you're going to talk to uh, you know anybody in the, in the county, I would say you're probably putting those guys in the top five uh, as far as just getting some interesting stuff. And, um, you know, the rest of the Federal League, you know, Green and McKinley, that's been a kind of a lopsided series. McKinley's 5-0 and all time against Green and um, you know, you know, on paper, you'd probably expect uh, McKinley to, to to win that one, but Green came off a, a you know a pretty strong performance against Louisville, and yeah, uh, I think that lightning delay may have hurt them a bit, having mm-hmm. to come back the next morning. That's when things kind of went sideways, but they were only down by one point when that lightning delay got called at Louisville. Yeah, and it just shows that that uh, you know new coach Mark Geis is um, he's doing a good job at Green. He's you know they're probably not a team that that's going to compete for a federal league title this year, but everything they do this year is built towards their, their really talented sophomore class and establishing the type of culture and program that he wants. Um, so that's going to be a, um, you know, a big game for them just to, you know, if, if they can stay competitive and maybe give it, you know, surprise somebody that would be huge for them. And um, the other federal league game is, is Hoover and Glen Oak and, and uh, you know, Glen Oaks, you know, struggling a little bit, the same thing, you know, Bo Balderson's trying to establish that program in his first year and, and Hoover's probably a little bit ahead of them. So it um, be interesting to see if, if they can um, make a good game of it. A lot to keep an eye on this week in the Federal League. We're going to move on in just a moment. First, I'd like to remind you that the Goodwill Drive to Victory returns next week for the McKinley at Hoover game. Donate stuff, help your school, help your community. And now we move on to the Eastern Buckeye Conference, where it's been a difficult stretch here for the league. I think the one, Joe, everyone is going to have their eye on, Canton South at Minerva. Uh, The Lions trying to break that 43-game losing streak here in Week 4. And Canton South, though, I don't think is going to go away quietly. We saw that. This is the second week in a row they've played a team on a long losing streak. They played Akron North and. They pushed that losing streak of the Vikings up to 35 games. So they've been in this situation last week. They're in it again. They really established the running game last week uh, with uh, Tyler Karavik's a great short yardage back. But Minerva's got some size, and Garrison Markins is getting free for touchdowns. So that's definitely, I think, the one with the most intrigue this week, perhaps. Yeah, and I think a lot of us were hoping – maybe last week when Minerva played Beaver local, that that would be the time. To- I thought it was it. I really <laughs> did. I took Minerva and it just, it didn't work out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And you, you kind of hope that Minerva can say, okay, yeah. And rather than looking at the score, cause it got a little bit lopsided to say, you know what, that was an off night. Let's regroup. Cause they had played good football through the first two weeks. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of how you have to approach that game. I would think. 
And then we move on. League play has started. Uh, West Branch and Alliance. Alliance is in an interesting position. They lost to Chardon 35-0 last week. The game was called due to lightning. I talked to Coach Seth Whiting. He said it was just one of the weirdest games he's been a part of. They lost their kicker on the opening kickoff, who's also their backup punter. That comes into play because the starting punter got hurt on his first attempt. And they were down to the third string punter, which resulted in two punts being blocked in that first half and they also lost a couple fumbles he just said it was a weird set of circumstances that they are hoping to recover from uh they definitely have have the talent to do so uh west branch is 0-3 real unfamiliar position for them they're usually you know a solid program middle of the pack ebc upper echelon somewhere in there and they have Mm -hmm. brock hillier at quarterback but they're struggling to find offense anywhere else right now yeah i think it probably sets up an interesting uh opportunity for salem just because you know i i think alliance and marlington are probably the 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 considered the favorites but no dominant team seems to have emerged from the ebc this year so what do you make of of salem you know they're playing carrollton this week and they could get some momentum after well it's gonna be interesting it's hard to know what to make of salem's three and oh start they've done that the last three seasons and they've come into ebc they actually lost this game to carrollton last year joe and carrollton was off to an okay start but i think a lot of people looked at the records and thought salem was going to win that last year of course uh that was with caleb dalton the western michigan recruit along the defensive line for Carrollton. little little different story this year Carrollton's only scored 13 points this season joe they're really struggling offensively if salem is gonna get on track in the league this is the perfect week to do it probably against the right opponent yeah, and we and, and we've been critical of the EBC for for dropping Louisville, but at the same time, this creates a lot of intrigue because this is probably a season where Louisville would have run away with the NBC title, and now you got maybe some drama that you wouldn't have had. Yeah, they probably pretty easily this year. It's uh, you know, and the other game non-league because of the odd number of teams, Marlington and Miami Trace. Marlington off to a one and two start, hung tough with New Philadelphia for a half last week. Things kind of got away from them Uh, Miami Trace an interesting team I talked to coach Mark Gulling they like to run that wing tee and that causes a whole new wave of uh, preparation for defenses you really got to stay he said key on your man don't try to do too much so that's going to be something to keep an eye on the Marlington offense I think will be fine they have enough guys there that can make plays Anthony Sabatino the running back is really starting to emerge he had over 100 yards again last week that's uh, two out of three games he's been over 100 yards and the first one was against a really large uh, Poland team those guys I mean, I'm a big guy at six <laughs> foot, 300 plus pounds. And I was looking up at some of those Poland offensive linemen, Joe. Yeah, it's uh, you mentioned it earlier. They, you know, they got some big boys and, and probably should be a little bit more run happy than they than they. Uh, I thought that. Yeah, I would. When you look at a line like Poland's one and two, I actually looked them up this week to see the records of Marlington's opponents. It actually wasn't as impressive as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, you see a team like that and you're like, if I got guys that big it ain't leaving the ground and, and since we're on the topic of of schedules we might as well just get a little dig in um new philadelphia's uh non-league schedule i i feel like they should beef that up and and dover to drop lake and you know those are two teams that i feel like should be playing federal league schools rather than you know 
and nothing against Marlington, but like you look at New Philly, and that'd be a great week to play, you know, Lake or or Green or or Hoover or something instead. You you think they'd want to test themselves? You saw it last year in the playoffs. Dover had a really high seed. A team came down from or came up from Columbus and knocked them out of the playoffs right away. So you yeah. know they yeah, there's something to be said for playing these tough games like. Uh, Marlington and Alliance do you may not come out with the best record but you're prepared for adversity which is just as important because I think you kind of saw last year they didn't have the answers when things got tough yeah and I, th- I think Dover and New Philly both are at the point in their programs where making the playoffs is nice but you know I, I, aspirations have, yeah. should be I mean it, they've been powerhouse they, programs over the past decade I've been here 15 years and I think they're in the conversations for the playoffs about mm-hmm. every year I've been here. So, you know, make a, especially if you know, you're going to have a, a special class or you got, you know, some good depth, you know, just schedule a little bit harder is what I'm saying. Try, you yeah, know, I mean, you don't have to make all, th- you know, three or four of them top end. Yeah. You know, like alliances, you're really going outside its weight class, but they are division two. This is coming from the guy that graduated from alliance. <laughs> so take what I say with a grain of salt, but yeah, I feel like alliance really schedules some tough games and yeah, I, I agree. It, when you, when you're looking to take, that next step i think that's how you get better i don't know that you get better by beating some of these teams really badly that are a couple divisions below you or not really historically great programs right and and you know, look look new philly getting out of the federal league that, that was the right call it's been 20 years or whatever because they they weren't going to be competitive at that level but you can pick and choose some teams at the bottom of those that conference and and i mean shoot that, that's a fun game for fans and for players and um, I think that just that would add some excitement. So that's our rant for the day. Just uh, we'd like to see New Philly and Dover to, to beef up that non-league schedule. When uh, you mentioned uh, New Philadelphia and the Federal League, we actually played them in seventh grade, Joe. That was Alliance's only uh, eighth grade win that season. I'm sorry, it was eighth grade. So they've definitely uh, taken some steps up since that time of getting out of the league. That that was a kind of a rough era where there was a big disparity between the Perrys, the Hoovers, and those teams, and then you get down to, like, Alliance and New Philadelphia, which were kind of shrunk due to economics and yeah. certain things going on in the area. Yeah, it was a very different Federal League back in the in the 90s than it, than it is now. Yeah. That's a, a long way of saying I'm off track, and it's time to read the promo and uh, wrap <laughs> this thing up. The Akron Children's Hospital, FridayNightOhio.com. Game of the Week continues in Week 4 Friday when Green takes on McKinley at 7 p.m. The live stream broadcast in partnership with iHeartRadio will be on FridayNightOhio.com and the Friday Night Ohio app. And you can download that on pretty much anything Apple and or Android related as far as I know. Uh, and you're wrapping up. I think the probably the best um, game we haven't mentioned is Central and Aquinas, which is, um, you know, a fun game every year and, and is, you know, looking to be a lot more competitive. I think Central's kind of been dominating that rivalry the last few years, but Aquinas off to a hot start, Cliff. Yeah, our player of the week, uh, Azian Burt, had three punt returns for a touchdown in the second quarter last week. Caught a touchdown, dynamic playmaker, a guy to watch. On the other side, Austin Beck at quarterback has put up all kind of numbers against uh, really good competition. Last week being the exception, that was a tough one, but uh, it's a rivalry game. You know they're going to be up for that one. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of us thought after watching Central, you know, 
kind of hang with Perry and then they, you know, took care of business against Norway and we thought, okay, this is going to be a special year. And then they had a big setback against South range last week. So it'd be interesting to see if they can bounce back. And, um, you know, probably the other game I, I would say is Maslin and, um, Penn Trafford, Trafford. I hope I'm saying that right. They're a Pennsylvania team from like the Pittsburgh area. And, um, you know, a good out of town test for, for Maslin, which obviously always is looking to, to schedule whoever they can because they're independent. And usually week four is when it starts to really get hard. So, um, exactly. Maslin's in the weird position that they're so good, I sometimes forget to mention them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you take a look at those games and you're just like, well, that looks like on paper it's probably going to be a win and you, you yeah. kind of brush past it, but it's <laughs> you can't deny the talent there, that's for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I, I you know, speaking, I, I'm not, I, nobody's asking me to schedule for Maslin, but I'm surprised that they didn't try to, to schedule a St. Ignatius or a St. Ed's. That'd knowing, be fun. Knowing, you know, as good as their program is, the last couple of years have been really special, and I think there's a huge amount of talent that's come through. And so maybe you you take a loss even if you have to, but um, you know, teach you how to to play at the highest level of Division One is only going to help you. And it seems like the the team they're probably going to run into again. Hoven has done that. They did play St. Ignatius and lost a big lead in the second half and lost the game. But that's probably something that may come back to help them mm-hmm. later on when things get tough. Yeah, because. Because I, I wasn't a great football player, but I, you know, every time I've ever competed in sports, I felt like I loved. I, I learned more from a loss, and you just kind of go, "Okay, I don't want to feel that way again." So you know, that could that could help them. Well, in that case, Joe, I did a lot of learning, <laughs> and I was not good either. When you're on a bad team and you're still not playing, you're like, "Oh, this may not be for me." <laughs> yeah, I think both of us stood on the sideline and, and felt like, "Yep, yeah, this is where we should be. This is a, a good spot." For I us couldn't football. even dispute it. Really, it's like, yeah, I'm kind to play into the ability that I've practiced at in the past week or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a reason I became a writer, and that is probably it. The uh, linebacker thing wasn't working out. But hey, that people are listening to us right now um, rather than watching us, which is probably a better way for, for everybody. Yeah, you don't want to see me trying to do anything right now with the shape of my back. I go for a tackle. I may not get up. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the FridayNightOhio.com podcast. Thanks for downloading and listening. This has been powered by Sarda. Sarda, providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda Where can we take you today? This is a podcast from the Canton Repository Sports Department. Look for our next episode early Saturday morning. For Joe Scalzo, I'm Cliff Hickman, and we will talk to you then. Mm